Justin Barkley in for Glenn Beck today and the Glenn Beck program. And it is, you know, it's strange to me because it used to be years ago. Things were quite different. In fact, they were quite quiet, especially on a day like today. But boy, have things changed. It is like drinking from a fire hose. A constant feed of news. In fact, your mouth is maybe like right on the thing. And so... There's no shortage. It hasn't slowed down, and neither have we. We'll make sure that you stay up to date on all of the latest. Plus, give you a little good news, I think, today as well. Coming up after this. The Glenn Beck Program. Instead of just giving your kids and your grandkids more stuff this Christmas, give them the gift that will counteract leftist brainwashing. It will help mold them into responsible adults and citizens who understand how our country, how our freedoms, how the economy works. I'm talking about the growing library of resources from the Tuttle Twins. They have toddlers and children's books that explore the principles of freedom using stories and pictures and stories about American heroes and entrepreneurship. They even have a free market curriculum with lessons that can explore how the free market works so your kids at a very young age will understand supply and demand inflation and how government intervention affects the economy giving these books and curriculum doesn't just help the kids you know it helps america because our children will lead the fight against leftism in the coming generation go to tuttletwinsbeck.com there's a holiday discount of 40 percent off and you can get the workbooks for free give your kids and your country the gift of liberty tuttletwinsbeck.com Uh, welcome in, folks. It's Justin Barkley from Wood Radio in Grand Rapids, filling in for Glenn today, uh, all across America. Merry Christmas Eve. You know, you used to be able to say that, Merry Christmas. And you used to also be able to say Merry Christmas Eve. We're taking some time off for the holidays. Everything used to shut down. In fact, I talked a little bit about this, I think, back in uh, Thanksgiving when I was filling in for Glenn. Everything, do you remember that? Around Thanksgiving, the world, in fact, the news cycle, politics, what happened in D.C., it all sort of began to come to a standstill. It all sort of uh, began to come to a halt. Things would quiet down. They would go on vacation in Washington. In fact, some might think that they should take a little more time off in Washington and do a little less damage. Maybe that would be a good thing. But it doesn't seem to stop these days. There is a constant drumbeat. It's a constant feed. And in fact, you are force-fed. Much of it. I say quite often it's like drinking from a fire hose. In fact, I think some days we've got our mouths right on the fire hydrant. It never stops. It never lets up. And there is a reason for that. I think most of that is intentional. It is really 
intended to make sure that you and I and the rest of America never rest, that we never really get a chance to take a breath, to pause, and regroup. It's a constant attack. Every single day, there's something new. Something new I've got to know about. There's something new that I've got to make sure that I pay attention to. And much of it, I don't know, much of it's probably distraction. Some of it may be a very small portion, a small detail. Is actually information that we should be consuming. And we should be aware of. It is a fine line. Every single day to try and figure out what matters, what you should be paying attention to, and what you can just tune out or turn off altogether. It requires quite a bit of discipline. And I talk about that, actually, uh, in my book, Good News, Hope and Encouragement for Trying Times. But my point of this is, and I'll give you some tips on how we can do it a little later on in the program. My point of this is, is that it's not slowing down as much as we'd like it to. There is no break. And you can't just stick your head in the sand and ignore everything. No, you must be informed about the things that are critical. Not just for you, but for your family. And so, as I said, there's no shortage of it today. We're going to be talking about those stories that just kind of quietly snuck by. And there's quite a few of them. As we are trying to enjoy the holidays with family, as we're trying to take that time off to pause, stories like this, millions are affected, by the way, by the Biden administration's OSHA mandates. And those say that any company with 100 employees or more must be forced to take the jab or then submit to some sort of testing and really they give you a yellow star that you have to wear around the office, apparently. And a lot of folks are being forced out of their jobs over this. Jab, jab or job, that's the question. That's the choice that they're being forced to make. But what's the legality of all of it? Is it constitutional? The Supreme Court says they're going to take that up. We'll cover that story, but not just from the constitutional standpoint. A little later on, what OSHA is doing altogether? I mean, are they even set up to do this sort of thing? And is it legal? Is that really how the OSHA process works? Plus, the verdict is in in the Kim Potter trial, and it is... Um, it's a scary time for police officers. They come back in this case, uh, in, in, if you haven't been paying attention, I, I kind of tuned this one out a little bit as well for, for a while. But because, I mean, how many of these cases can we take? Rittenhouse. She is guilty. They come back. Now, this is after hearing that the jury was deadlocked. So there are questions now about what happened during the process. And in the case, if you don't remember, this is the woman, the police officer, 
who had confronted the man who was trying to flee in his car. Things were turning sideways fast. He had a warrant out for his arrest, lengthy criminal background. She says, please comply, in essence, or I'm going to have to tase you. He doesn't. She reaches for what she thinks is her taser. Turns out it's her gun. And now Dante Wright is dead, and she is going to prison. But is that really justice? What does justice look like anymore? And is it even possible to really get there anymore? It's all part of what we're covering today, so I appreciate you being here with us. Plus, I promise you some good news as well. There are miracles literally happening all around us. We'll get to those, too. I want to make sure that you get all the news, not just some of it. And leaving little bits and pieces out is still lying. If folks from CNN or MSNBC are tuning in today, it's still lying. No matter uh, what side of the aisle that you're on. We've got to have all of the information so we can make the best decisions for ourselves and our families. And we're going to try and make sure that you get it today. In for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck program, it's Justin Barkley back after this. This is the best time of the year. Best excuse I know to deck out your entire home and why stop with the seasonal decor? If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now is the time to get those new window treatments. With prices cut up to 35% site-wide, Blinds.com can make your dream home become a reality. Updating your window treatments is a small home improvement that can have a big impact. And Blinds.com makes getting custom window treatments easy and affordable. Upgrade one room or your entire house with huge savings on premium blinds, stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. You'll never find any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. You can plan to do it yourself or have them handle the installation. Their free professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out too. This time of the year, change your house for the better. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% site-wide right now. Blinds.com for 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, I just wonder, is justice even a thing anymore? You can see the look on her face. They kind of prepared her for this, I think. I don't know. I can't tell you. Certainly there should be some sort of consequence. She made a mistake. It's clearly an accident what she did. Now, there are consequences to accidents, even if they're unintentional. And certainly she's going to have to live with some of those anyway. But... There are consequences beyond living with the shame and the guilt and all the other things that a police officer has to go through after they're involved in something like this. They don't, contrary, by the way, to what the mainstream media and some folks out there want you to believe, they just, they don't want this to ever happen. 
They really don't. And she's going to have to live with all of that. But now she'll also have to go to jail, go to prison for quite some time. So the question really is, what is the appropriate consequence? And can you really get justice? We heard just the other day that the uh, the jury was deadlocked in this case. And it was not looking good. And just maybe a day or so later, we have a verdict. I'm told, uh, I I don't know, because, again, you don't, you don't, you just know these days necessarily how much of this you can, you can depend on. There are reports that uh, inside the courtroom, you could hear chants from outside where folks were protesting. Same thing happened in the Rittenhouse trial. The question is, can you get justice anymore? When a jury knows, when a jury knows that the decision that's being made inside those walls is going to be nitpicked, it's going to be criticized, no matter what happens, no matter the decision, whatever, they know that People are constantly going to talking heads are going to talk about it 24 seven on the TV news. Bloggers are going to blog about it. It's going to be tweeted about in the Twitterverse, and all these things are going to be happening. In fact, they now know, and so do we, <laughs> after MSNBC was caught, literally caught during the Rittenhouse trial, trying to track down who the jurors were and find out what their identities were. Oh, no, 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 this was only for after things were over and then we could report on where they were going to be. And, of course, they got busted, red-handed, caught. And uh, jurors know this now. My question is, is is justice even possible anymore? Especially in a high-profile case like this. I just don't know that it is. You know, you get to you've got your Rittenhouse verdict, and I think that that helped restore a lot of for a lot of folks the maybe the faith in the fact that the system can work. But in this case, did it? These are all questions people are going to be asking. Uh, not just today, but maybe sitting around the dinner table at some point and throughout the uh, the course of the next week or so. It, they're going to be asking those, but they're already asking it in some cases. Have you seen the 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 the, uh, the case of the Colorado truck driver? There's another there's another wild case right now that's 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 actually playing out along these lines. He was given a, another accident, horrible, tragic accident, and you you know I mean it. I don't think we have to say these things in these cases that anytime someone loses a life, it's it's absolutely tragic. But apparently nowadays, you just got to make sure you say that over and over again. But the judge had to head down this 110 year minimum sentence for the guy. He is a truck driver. And I think the reason why it's getting so much scrutiny right now at this point 
a Colorado district attorney, even, moving for a hearing to examine whether a 110-year-old prison, 110-year prison sentence for this truck driver who killed four in the crash in 2019 should stand. I think the only reason it's getting any any traction is because this man is a a BIPOC. He's a person of color. I think we ought to look take a look at this because is this really the right thing to do? Regardless of the, any of these other extra issues, is is this the right is this the right thing to do? Should someone for an accident who didn't intentionally kill someone get 110 years in jail? And should we even have these type of minimums? They certainly don't use these minimum sentences when it comes to locking away child predators and things of that nature. Holy cow, I've seen some of the craziest things happen. The people do some of the weirdest and worst things in the world, and yet they're let out. Free to roam in society right now. Speaking of whether justice is a real thing anymore, right now, out in California, there are armed gangs of these roving individuals who are going into these stores, smashing and grabbing, running with the loot. They get arrested, and then the uh, the prosecutor lets them right back out on the streets. Is justice real anymore? And last time I talked with you around Thanksgiving, talk with Jim Simpson, who's the author of the book on Karl Marx, and he talks about, as I mentioned, when I bring these, these stories up, these cases up, and not so often with the Biden administration, too. The incompetence, the level of incompetence is at an utter, an all-time low when it comes to these situations. It's either sheer and utter, just absolute incompetence, or it's intentional. He makes the case that it's all part of collapsing the system and that it is intentional. And yet here we have real people, real lives hanging in the balance. And one of the questions that I have is what happens now? We already hear in this case in Colorado, the truck drivers are saying, I don't really want to go to Colorado if there's a chance that I could end up in prison for a 100 years because of an accident. This guy's brakes went out, apparently, and he had to swerve, and he swerved into, now whether he should or shouldn't have, that's a whole other conversation you can have. But then there are real-life consequences that are coming out of this. You can't discount the fact that this chain reaction crash, they say, and the fire. I mean, 28 vehicles. He was traveling an estimated 84 miles per hour before the crash. I'm not saying the guy, there shouldn't be any consequences. But it is a question that is continually brought up now. Is there a thing? Is there a real thing? Is justice even alive anymore? And what are these unattended consequences? Now we have police at a time, I think, which more important than ever before. We have police who are questioning whether or not every single day a new story pops up, whether or not they should be in the line of work that they're in. What are they going through? And we've heard so much about the Ferguson effect. What happens when good police have to walk away? We'll touch on that next and hear from one man who's trying to make a difference. 
you can too. Back after this, Justin Barkley and today for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. Making socialists question their life choices. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stick around. More after the break. In Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And the verdict... Kim Potter guilty on uh, all counts. That uh, is... That's the verdict. Another situation, another police officer, and I think uh, police for certain are are constantly having to ask these questions and f- confront this the situation that uh, every day they leave their home, they don't know. You kiss your family goodbye, you don't know what you're gonna you're gonna face when you go out there in the line of duty. Will they? Will they even return home? And folks, they're out there. We talk a lot about, you know, front lines, but they're out there. They're out there every day. Even on days like today, even holidays, even the days they may not want to be, even days when they want to just be with the family. They're out there. But how many of them are going to be willing to do the job? A thankless, in a lot of ways, a thankless job. How many of them are going to want to continue to do that if they face situations where they're constantly being attacked and and scrutinized in a way that even if they make a mistake, that they may just not have the ability to even get a, a fair trial. That's the issue. Can they even get a fair shake? Should she even been charged? Lots of those questions folks are going to be asking over the next several days and weeks. Uh, joining us right now, Adam Davis from theadamdavis.com. He's an author, former police officer, and he is the uh, author of several books that, uh, that, that police officers, first responders, uh, and military uh, read on a daily basis, devotions to help them in times, um, sometimes when they seem the darkest. Adam, appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you for joining us. 
Justin, thank you so much for having me, uh, having me on today, and Merry Christmas to y'all. Hey, you too, my friend. And uh, so I got to ask you because yeah, you've written several of these books, and you're constantly dealing with these guys. Uh, you were a police officer at one point yourself, behind the badge on spiritual combat. Um, but, but my question is, what these folks face on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the unintended, or maybe the intended consequences, who knows, of the, the constant attacks that they're under, the Ferguson effect. What does that look like? We've seen crime. That's one of the major issues over the last year is crime is, is through the roof. Violence through the roof. Not just in places like Chicago and the usual suspects, but all over. Uh, and so their job is even more so dangerous and they're even more necessary. But will they continue to do it if they are faced with situations where they're constantly demonized in the media and um, and who knows, they could lose it all for one small mistake. And, and Adam, the other thing I got to bring up, and I know you know this all too well, but the suicide rate of these folks um, is is unfortunately through the roof. We lose police officers. Um at a rate that's all too common. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this on on the note of will they continue to do it. Um, If you're the praying type, you better pray every day that good men and women will answer the call to serve as law enforcement officers. Because while the world is increasingly evil and is growing more evil every day, um, Good police officers are, are what stand between you being affected by them and the evil that exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you this, you know, on the on the issue of the Kim Potter case, I watched the video, and that's a really, really fast, rapid unfolding situation, and that's the way uh, most every single one of them go, right? Uh, you got an officer hanging in and out of the car. He's trying to get the car to, you know, get the keys out. She says she meant to pull taser and this, uh, it's a horrible situation. Not only uh, that, but on the video, time. she says to the guy, I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to have to tase you. I'm so I mean, you. yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's where, you know, it, quite frankly, there's, there's, um, there's something that happens to your mind when you are in absolute overwhelming chaotic stress now granted she's been law enforcement 26 years she's trained for this um but has she ever been in a situation like that and i think that i think there's a term something like cognitive overload and that's where the fight or flight everything is just it's like everything is haywire um, and you know, until you've been there, it's hard to Monday morning quarterback that. Yes, she made a fatal mistake, a horrible mistake, and she's going to pay for it unless you know something changes. But uh, did they get it right? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Looking at the video, you got an officer who's obviously in danger. He's trying to drive away, and the officer's in and out of the car. Um, that by definition that's rules for lethal force but why would she be using the taser and then be so distraught when she discovers she shot and killed him so 
you know, there's there's so many issues there. It's, you know, did they get manslaughter right? I mean, the the whole the whole thing is cops are going to be uh, no fair trial forever, forevermore. They're not going to get a fair trial. You can forget it, especially in a Democratic run city. Uh, mm places like Minneapolis and over, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at how can we get back to where America loves cops and we respect cops. And when they make mistakes, hold them accountable. They've always been held to a higher standard. That's the way it's gotta be. Uh, But let's not, let's not take out our issues in society on cops. Mm. You know, the ones that do mess up, we're just, we're going to burn them at the cross. And I don't think that's fair. If they mess up, hold them to a standard, hold them to a higher standard. That's the way it's always been. But, uh, you know, cops are, you better hope and pray to God that good men and women continue to answer the call to serve in law enforcement. You don't want a world where cops don't exist. Um, You don't want to, and and then I would say, Adam, here's the other thing, too. I don't think people think about this as much. But you don't want a world where cops do exist. Even more so where they don't exist, but where they do exist, but all the good mm-hmm. ones are gone. And yeah, the only folks the that are left, yeah. you know, are... Uh, no, you don't want that. Yeah. And and that, that we, we are... When they say defund the police, in fact, there were... There were just a couple of stories over the last couple of days where I think it was a couple of... Uh, defund the police Democrats were oh, yeah. actually... We're uh, two congressmen who voted to defund the police. They both got carjacked and robbed at gunpoint in broad daylight the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, uh, I. Uh, what do you say to that? I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe in karma, but boy, oh boy, that has yeah. some sort of divine ring to it, doesn't it? I'm, well, yeah, I, I don't. I don't ever want to see anybody hurt or harmed. No, but when you when you're such and and there's really no nice way to put it when you're such an idiot that you would fall for this evil notion, what most people call liberal ideology. Just Chad Wright, a dear friend of mine, he spoke at Turn uh, Turning Point USA, uh, and he said, you know, we we got to stop calling this crap liberal ideology and call it for what it is. It's it's evil, and this notion that defunding the police is a liberal ideology or is the the next evolution of our society. It's absolute evil. And they're not going to stop with removing cops. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after your families. They're going to come after your possessions, your lives, your safety, your well-being. And you need to let your voice ring, ring loud and clear. In every town hall, in every city commission meeting, in every state legislator, from local to state to the national level, you need to let your voices be heard and tell them to stop this nonsense and stop it yesterday. Because if you don't have good cops, you're going to have a horrible world. This world is, is evil. It's full of pain. It's full of brokenness. It's full of people that have no regard for life. And there's men and women that are willing to get up every day and put that uniform on and go and put their life in the way of yours so you can not ever have to worry about stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and now, you know, you, you make a mistake and they're going to crucify you for it. 
Adam Davis. Front news. Theadamdavis.com, author of uh, several books on spiritual combat, uh, Behind the Badge, Bulletproof Marriage. I want to talk more with you about what we can do to support those folks who are willing to still put their uh, their lives on the line coming up here in just a little bit as well and uh if you're if you're if you're on the front lines serving in some way you're going to want to hear what adam has to say when we come back stick with us more after this justin barkley and for glenn today on the glenn Beck program the glenn Beck program You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the... The shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back Barkley and for Beck today on the Glenn Beck program, and you can contact me, follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever, at Mr. Justin Barkley, like all those different places. Plus, if you want to text me at any time during the program, you can with the number 616-201-3353. I see those. They go immediately to me, and then I'm able to read them, and and I can uh, even text you back. 616-201-3353. Adam Davis is here with us right now. He's an author, former police officer, and... Um, He's written several books to help police officers, especially folks who are on the front line during these uh, these times on spiritual combat, uh, 30 missions for victorious warfare with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, behind the badge, 365 daily devotions for law enforcement, bulletproof marriage, the list goes on and on. I know you got a, a new one coming out or just did, Adam, but uh, we'll let you talk about that. But can you tell us wh- what are what are the things that, that we can do to help support law enforcement and where can law enforcement maybe on the other side of the coin where can they get the the help and support that they're looking for right now in these evil times you know what um there is (laughs) there's help everywhere you look um you know for my for my fellow law enforcement officers uh, i'm i am honored to to be a part of some incredible incredible teams and um, you know, if you're dealing with trauma, I want to point you to Reboot Recovery out of Nashville. Uh, I know I'm I'm not supposed to plug orgs, but they're a nonprofit. If you're dealing with if you're dealing with trauma, if you're dealing with issues, reach out to them. Uh, I'm a, I'm actually their spokesperson, so I talk you know I talk about them freely everywhere I go. They're dear friends of mine. Um, I want you to reach out to them because they're going to be able to give you some help if you're lacking training in law enforcement. I'm an instructor with Street Cop Training, and uh, there's there's guys that can give you every type of training under the book, and that's one of the issues that you see. That's that's one of the issues that Kim Potter was facing. They were saying, well, she has all this training over 26 years of her of her career, 
and she knows better. You know, that's what they're saying is where she should have been able to perform under that type of stress and all the Monday morning quarterbacking. Well, if you're in a department and you don't have training, then then there's there's options out there is what I'm saying. And, you know, I've got Behind the Badge. Uh, that is the best-selling book I have. And I'm blessed over the past six years to be able to have mentor and coach law enforcement officers. I don't want to see them, uh, the good ones, I don't want to see them walk away uh, because of, you know, different issues that they're having, whether it's uh, family issues, financial issues, or uh, issues related to past events that have, you know, that they've had a response to. And so, um, there's, there's help around the corner. All you got to do is ask, but I also think that we have to do a better job as a society, uh, of respecting people who put their butts on the line for us. And, and we've got away from being a culture of honor and respect. And it's all about me and it's all a consumer society. And if you don't do things the way I want you to do them, then, you know, if you don't make me feel or whatever, uh, then we trash you. And we just got to go back to where, you know, cops are the heroes again <laughs> instead of the freaking criminals, man. This is, a, this is a jacked up, upside down reality scenario here. Uh, it's like the Matrix or something. I don't know what we're, what we're dealing with, but what world do we live in where cops are the bad guys and the criminals are the heroes? Uh, this is the, this is the sort of the narrative they want to paint so that they can get their way at the end of the day, it's good versus evil and the good guys, well, they wear the badge and the, and the duty belt. And, uh, so I have a brand new book out. It's called prayers and promises for first responders. I've been wanting to do something for all first responders and, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, and I co-authored this one together and, uh, it's done very well. It was supposed to release in October, and it just released. It was stuck on a ship for 45 days, thanks to the Biden administration. And, uh, you know, we have to, uh, (laughs) yeah, I got it December the 1st. The book came in December 1st. It's supposed to release in October. Adam, I want to tell people where they can find you. Obviously, get those books wherever books are sold. Amazon, you can look up Adam Davis, and also theadamdavis.com. Theadamdavis.com. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and everybody, Justin. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Merry Christmas, brother. Praying for you and praying for the rest of the folks in harm's way on a daily basis. God bless. We are back. Glenn Beck Program after this. It's the Glenn Beck Program.